0: Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to Quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, we have Patrick Grimes. Patrick is the CEO and founder of Invest on Main Street with million assets under management, and over 1,900 units across the southeastern United States. Welcome, Patrick. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do?
1: Hey, Gary. I'm excited. I think a number of years ago, right before I moved to Hawaii, uh, we met at an event, and it's exciting to come full circle, and I appreciate the invitation to be on. Uh, yeah, we'll invest on Main Street, buys B and C class workforce, housing, apartment buildings, and mostly the Southeastern United States and Texas. We do have a portfolio in the Midwest as well. And uh, a lot of great stories there, but it looks like we're closing at about 3,000 units by you know, the end of May at this point.
0: That's awesome, congrats. So today we're gonna to talk about due diligence. Um, you know Who's involved in that process for you? Um, what, and what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so I think when I started my career, it was a lot of finding deals and underwriting deals and meeting brokers and talking to brokers. And then later on, you get someone under contract and, you know, holy crap, we've got to now figure out if this is a good deal and challenge the price, go to the negotiating table And unlike in residential, where there's all these disclosure laws where you're safe, right? You can sue them years and years later if something was undisclosed. Not the case in commercial. It's entirely on the sponsor to make sure that they're doing the proper due diligence and ensuring that you've got a good deal. And a lot of the times it's something you kind of keep close to the chest when you're a sponsor because you... You're underwriting two to 300 deals and, you know, maybe one or a dozen maybe get to the point where you travel there, but you don't want to tell anybody of your investors. So it's a little bit of a lonely endeavor because you don't want to get people excited too early. So oftentimes that starts with a, you know, flight right out. And I was red eyeing from the island to, to uh, Dallas and Houston and, you know, Jacksonville and Charlotte and North Carolina, you know, Georgia waking up and i'd call some close investor friends of mine and uh work with my partner sponsors and we would show up with either sometimes a skeleton crew of four or five sometimes as many as you know 12 or 14 and then we'll go into every single unit and there's a number of apps that we use and uh, and we got a challenge right What, what what are assumptions uh for the capex costs right We've got to make sure we've documented all. We have app, apps that will document the renovation of each each type and style of unit, and we've got to look at the seller's disclosures. Um, and we've we've been in situations before where we just showed up for an asset that uh, an operator had held. It's kind of it's one of my favorite stories because an operator had held this this particular building through COVID, tried to self manage, was a little bit greedy, didn't know what he was doing. Uh, and completely neglected the tenants. And through the process, he had a 19% bad debt. Not, that means 19% of the rents are not being paid, right? Are due but not being paid. And so that resulted in him getting distressed. And somebody like us that has some strength to come in and maybe save the day and be a win-win. Well, when we showed up to the property, we found about 15 of the 320, 15 undisclosed down units and those are ones that we didn't initially get access to magically the keys didn't work. Uh, you know, we had to come back and we had to kind of force our way entry. We had to change the locks and uh, put notices on the doors and, and go through the necessary processes. But when we got in there, there was some pretty interesting things. There was uh, very bad leaks, black mold. Uh, there was a homeless guy basically. in one of them, one living underneath the stairwell in the back of one of them, One kind of homesteading that we didn't have any lease documentations for uh, and um, probably and there was some fire, fire damage. One of the uh, aspects of that that came out was uh, by going through some various units and seeing some issues, we started to uncover that uh, not only the pests, uh, mold leaks, uh, roof issues, but also foundational problems. And you can see the floors begin to crack, the walls, you know, begin to go. And so not only was there almost 15 down units that were undisclosed to us at the time, but there was two buildings that had major foundational issues. And which uh, in, in... in Texas, that's pretty typical, right? And a lot of other states, they get really scared, like you know, Gary and I are in California, ooh, foundation issues. Out there, it's just part of the course, right? It's, everything's built on clay, and that's just how it is. But uh, it, you, you have to, we would have had to have gone into every single unit, document, and take pictures of every single unit to find all that stuff. And as you dig further, you start doing the audit on the maintenance side, audit on the leasing side, you, know, you start seeing people that were kind of rammed in there without any deposits, without credit reference and uh, background checks on <clears throat> uh, income checks on any of those, on, on many of the units. And so you start seeing that, you know, you've got a pretty big turnover. One of the things we realized when we went through the maintenance system was that there was a ton of unanswered maintenance requests. And we heard stories that the intention kind of the kind of the intention was that and you can jump in here, Gary, if you have any questions, but I could ramble on crazy stories for a while. Yeah. yeah let intention- me, let
0: me, let me <laughs> unpack a couple of things. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, this, uh, this operator, unbelievable, totally burying his head in the sand. Um, first off, how, how did you, was this, was this property marketed um, or, or you found it through a bank? Like, how'd you find this distressed asset?
1: Nearly all of the properties that we've been uh, able to get at a discount going in are because they were pocket listings from uh, a broker usually, or we've we've heard about them through lenders because they were in forbearance and foreclosing, um, and they wanted to give it to a sponsor that knew they had a trust with would give them the new debt, right, and not end up with the mess themselves, and this was, this was no exception. We found it from a broker we had perv- previously worked with, said, hey- you got to go talk to this guy.
0: And did the broker, it doesn't sound like he kind of like told you everything that was going on, or maybe he didn't even know, but wow, you uncovered quite a lot there.
1: No, I, I, so I think we, we didn't even go to a purchase. In, in this particular case, it was really neat because we didn't even go to a purchase and sale agreement until we had done the due diligence. We had been warned that things were pretty bad and we could get a huge discount in an emerging market in in Houston, where all the nearby comparables had just traded at 20-30% premiums on where we were looking at our price per door. So we, we, we went in there expecting to see it. And that's, and, and that's why we were kind of very secretive on that particular case. And we dove in there. And it, it was no mystery. I mean, when we got there, we printed out the unanswered maintenance requests, and there was a stack almost a ream high. Right. And one of the things that we put, and that's that's really, I mean, it seems funny, but it's actually really unfortunate. And, and one of the things I put in every investor deck is that while we provide tax shielded cash flow and wealth building in an inflation hedged environment with limited exposure to market volatility, we strive for a cleaner, safer, and improved living experience for our tenants. And I think one of the things that a lot of people and it's it's on every deck. Right. And every investor sees that. And we invest not only in the interiors, but the exteriors and to bring up that that property. So it's a better community. And I think that some operators completely miss that their fiduciary responsibility to their investors means they ignore the residents. Well, that guy lost his building. He in turn made the lives of 300 residents very miserable along the way and it's it's unfortunate but it is great that we were able to get in there and lift this back up hard at work but at the end of the day you find all this stuff but it's it's good it's value right you go back to the owner and say hey this is your new price this is our new capex this is your cap rate this is where we're going forward with and and that's what we as and so the numbers still pencil the returns are still there
0: nice i really like the niche that you're in and and uh your mission because yeah you know i mean you must have residents that that talk to the property management after you guys take over or even come to you if you're visiting and just thank you so much for changing it because it's it's like it sounds like previous owners were you know slum lords you know
1: yeah it's funny because i i i specifically am one of those guys that like to get in there and see it myself with my own eyes and you know there's little There's cracks in between the walls where, you know, pests can come in and, and those tenants, they do a tour, right, of every single issue and every single report and so it's, you have 300 spies to make sure that you hear every last little thing about what's going on with the property, and you got to kind of see through it a little bit because you know they're a little, they're a little upset and you, you can bring them a better life but Absolutely.
0: So you're you're getting into really heavy lifts. Did 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 you ever? Did you have a tough learning lesson because it it's not for the faint of heart to do this. It's you can solve problems and that's great because you could you could find value where you know a lot of people are you know are just you know taking over picked over properties with not much value. But have you ever made a mistake? And what you know, if so, what was that thing that you kind of overlooked and that you've kind of learned from that?
1: Well, so I, so that when I hear heavy lifts, typically what I hear, what I what that means to me is distressed properties with very low vacancy that are that are that are uh, uninhabitable, and these are workforce housing, not a luxury, but not the um, uh, not the um, projects kind of properties, right? That are complete, but but B and C class. So they're. Uh, we always do Fatty and freddy dead so these are these are stabilized they are you, people living in them they are inhabitable um but we do have you know the typical issues that will run when somebody just lets it go and so i would say it's kind of it's kind of medium lift kind of in my mind because we're not tearing it down but we do have to put some of the infrastructure back in to make uh it a better quality of life um well probably uh what lessons? So for example, in all of our deals, we have about six months worth of operating reserves. And uh, our current Houston deal right now, that to about 1.8 million in just operating reserves. So we have this operating reserves means not for CapEx. We raise all the CapEx. We have this separate bank account. We haven't run into a situation yet where there was an unforeseen expense uh, uh, that has needed us to kind of dip into our operating reserves. So I can't pinpoint. Maybe I could probably say the hardest one, or probably one of the ones that was most interesting was a similar case in which we a broker had said, hey, or it was a, a lender had said, Hey, there's this operator out of Dallas that is uh he's going into bankruptcy. And we would like some help. And can you go check it out? Here's the here's the broker, blah blah blah. And so we go in there, and as it turns out, uh he had owned about four or five properties, and he didn't know what he was doing, kind of a rich dad kind of thing, and um, he needed to exit all of them. He went into forbearance during COVID, and the clock was ticking, right? Uh, we, I went out there, did the due diligence. I did find issues with uh, a number of units, but the comparables were solid. The CapEx budgets were there, and uh, so we went for it. Right. We got a great price, good discount, lots of upside, but there's value to add. We in that one, we did find a, a down unit where there was some there was a fire that happened. Uh, and so, so it was six units that had come down uh, that we didn't know about. But we we discovered that. But I had, I had started we had started the process to get it out to our investors, put together a securities offering. and had about 400 people registered for a webinar. The weekend before uh, an arson had set a fire to another building, and now we're starting to think there might be an arsonist on the property, and probably the learning experience there was um, when you know an operator has neglected the tenants for so long, right uh, And in twenty one units coming down with that, which was very unfortunate for the residents, we looked at it, and we've got our quotes back. And it looked like uh, the rebuild cost would actually be a net less expense with the insurance premium if they assigned it to us than us rebuilding and renovating. So it looked like a win for the tenants and, and, and res- for the investors and in the deal. Uh, at the end of the day, what ended up happening was this owner kind of decided, oh, really? You know, I can you guys still you this is a better way you can get insurance money from this right and rebuild and and so he went ahead and took the insurance money and took off (laughs) and so that deal fell apart right and that was probably the biggest due diligence um so we you know we had to walk away but that was probably the biggest due diligence I don't say lesson learned or just struggle that I think we've had because that one was just a roller coaster up and down
0: yeah you put in all that time and effort and you know, this guy just kept digging digging his hole. So it's, yeah. it's too bad. But uh yeah, it's impressive. Uh, you know, the the work that you guys are doing. Um you know, I asked this question of all of our guests, what is your asset management superpower?
1: Well, I would say my asset management superpower, I came my first deal was in development, uh, then for and for and residential for a while I did single family, buy, renovate, and hold. And so now I'm in a multifamily, and I'd say my, if on the asset management side, I tend to be very front loaded and I come from also an engineering background. So doing the projections, performance, the analytics, uh, the planning, making sure the numbers are solid, very conservative underwriting, and then being that detail oriented individual where you're painfully going, took us six days to do the unit walks of our last 772 unit portfolio. Just being that hard nose, get it done, go all the way through it to the very end. Uh, That takes some tenacity and it takes some persistence. And I'd say if that's probably where I would say is, is where I've been said, Hey, look, you're, you're still knocking on the doors. You're still getting your way in there. You're still coming back. That's where, that's where your, your money is, is made right there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, thank you Patrick for coming on the show and talking about due diligence. Really interesting story. Our listeners are definitely going to get a lot of that, a lot out of that. Please tell the listeners where they can find out more about you.
1: Yeah. So if you go to investonmainstreet.com, that's investonmainstreet, all spelled out.com. You can see what we're doing. We've got a bunch of educational content. We've got some investment opportunities up there. Uh, I also have a Amazon number one bestseller book that I contributed a chapter in along with some other guys uh, Russell Gray from the real estate guide Def Leppard lead guitarist some NFL players we give the assigned copy of this uh, way to our investor or as a free welcome gift for setting up a call with us so if you go to our website set up a call I'd be happy to talk to you about your goals and see if we're a good fit or point you in the right direction and it's Persistence, pivots, and game changers, turning challenges and opportunities. I believe in this. It's a really great book, good content, and I look forward to our chat.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Patrick. Again, uh, I love you. you that six month working capital, how you dive into these distressed properties, and you know, you before you're flying from Oahu all the to, to Florida. I mean, that's 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 you know, people think this, you know, it's all you know, glory and get rich quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not at all. Not yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. Um, well, thank you guys. Uh, this is Gary Lipsky signing off. I'll be back next week with another informative episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, Head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and or fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week.